Pike Caramba. <laughs> Welcome to the Drug Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and, I and beer and beer makes you a real fun guy. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading our Patreon-selected episode, Mexican Gothic, by Silvia Moreno-Garcia, and someone starting with a beer. So this book is about a Mexican woman, Noemi, I think is how her name is said. I'm sure we're going to do it. He'll tell us. It's Noemi. Noemi? Most of the book is British. It's not very Mexican. She's Canadian-Mexican. My God, they're sandwiching us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... (laughs) Well, it's no Emmy, I guess, yeah, and, and I'm Which sure they say Which is how most nominees go home on Emmy night. <laughs> In a sandwich? Oh, God. With no, no Emmy. Emmy. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's about her, and she's in Mexico, and she is uh, a young woman trying to find her place in the world, which in 1950s Mexico means being a wife, but she doesn't want to do that. Um, so she studies a lot of things. She's always changing her interests. She plays instruments. She learns things in college. And uh, she is settled right now in anthropology, but she's tried many other things in her life. Uh, so she's probably studied stuff like different kinds of sports and probably zoology and maybe even like other cultures. So she's probably one of the few people in the world who's an, uh, at least an amateur expert on a ping pong pandemonium. <laughs> just, that, was, that was torturously long. <laughs> I had a few beers in the fridge and I'm justifying them. <laughs> the KCBC, it must be. That KCBC, art. this is a porter. 6%. Boo. Oh, and it uh, tastes like a porter. And it's kind of... Hardly nowhere. Is it, malt, is it the malty, the burnt flavor? Yeah. Yeah, it's very that. <laughs> it doesn't taste like any pandas, uh, but it is quite malty. This tastes quite roasted. So you're saying it fucks just about as much as pandas do? Yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's not my kind of thing. It would be better if it tasted like a panda, probably. I don't know. Like that bamboo flavor gets into the meat. It's probably very watery. It's like smoked over the bamboo, which is the uh, smoky flavor. <laughs> so I forgot what our fucking theme was this month. It was, this was patron choices. Oh, it was all things people had suggested. It was like, you think you could pick books? Let's see. And we put their picks. And then everybody clearly voted for their own suggestion. Because <laughs> everything got exactly one vote within yeah, about really two the minutes. first day. I was like, everyone got one vote. And then it, it's, it, it filled in. And this and one. I am thankful as fuck that the Civil War book didn't win. Yeah, sorry, Travis. Um, maybe next time. Oh, God. The, that book will rise again. But <laughs> this book won. So this book came out in 2020. It's called Mexican Gothic. Which is the weirdest type of architecture. <laughs> and it won, like, yeah, won the Bram Stoker Award. Oh, no, it was nominated for the Bram Stoker Award. Nominated for the World Fantasy. It was nominated for the Nebula and the Locust. Uh, not for the Locust. So it was nominated for a bunch of shit. It was a big deal. And, uh, and we read it. And it was fine. It was bueno. Join us next week. <laughs> so... I looked up what gothic means or what gothic fiction is, gothic literature is. It's about the cure, usually. <laughs> so, uh, gothic fiction merges deep passions with chill dread. Which is a weird sentence. A gothic story might include grand and decaying architecture, 
this does. English manners, yes. Grim weather, yes. Ghosts, darkness, uh, with or without candles, mental illness, with or without candles. Yeah. (laughs) Why is that in there at all? (laughs) Literally everything in the universe is either with or without candles. It's one of the two. (laughs) Schrodinger's candle. That's all of that's all of. You know, human existence with or without <laughs> candles. Uh, dungeons, All basements, secret passageway, eroticism, sick or sickly women, passionate and sometimes villainous men, blood, gloomy forests. And it's like, wow, this book really has all of those things. It but was. It very doesn't trippy. have a lot, but it doesn't have a lot of Mexico. No, almost. I none. mean, technically, it does take place in Mexico, but it kind of. Didn't have a lot of that. But uh, according included to the white in this book, they... there's still too much Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, boy. There's a lot okay. of eugenic shit in this book. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they were like, mm, you swarthy people of the South. <laughs> they call them the bronze race. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it it's, definitely... It's super gothic. But that's it definitely tradition. has all of those things. So I'm like, oh, I see. That's what she was going for. I get it. Anyway, so t- it takes pl- starts with Noemi. She's a uh, young woman in 1950, Mexico City. And she has the problem that Van Helsing had, which was like too many, too many things. Like she studies, uh, she has all the, all the jobs, all the disciplines. Well, she's coming to take all of our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking one, one woman army. <laughs> But really, in the beginning, she's just, like, trying. She's also, uh, you know, just going to parties with men. You know, she's rich. rich. She's a socialite. Yeah. Her family comes from chemical dye money, which enables a lot of uh, chemical and chemistry commentary throughout the book. Yes. Which is just a thing. She's just randomly like, oh, yeah, one of those carboxyl groups or whatever the fuck she's (laughs) Must be all that sulfuric oxide in the paint. Like someone, someone told that secret. There must be a mole. She was like, a mole of what? Ele- of what molecule? <laughs> a mole oh, sauce. So a mole. <laughs> 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 I prefer mine with chicken and rice. Uh, <laughs> so, so she's just kind of like going to parties with men, but also she doesn't actually like them very much because she's still a virgin. Hot. Is she? Yes, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then she's, so the book starts out, she's at this party, and her father sends the chauffeur to c- go pick her up, but it's only like 10 p.m. And it's like, that's early for a party in Mexico City at that time, I guess. And she she goes home, and her, she's like, you're mad, tells her father, you're mad at me because I was out with that boy. And he's like, no, I don't give a shit about any of that. I need to show you this letter. And the letter is from Noemi's cousin. Catalina. Catalina. And she's, and it's all like very strange in a little bit and clearly written in like a feverish state saying like, I think they're trying to poison me. Something, you know, please come help. And her father says, I need you to be on the train tomorrow. To go and so go go see what's happening at this thing. Go see your cousin Catalina at their weird the family she married, their weird mansion in a different part of Mexico. And so she does. And she's like, okay, fine. 
And so she arrives at Rich White Person Manor, which has a name, and it's called... High House. What was it called? High House. High was House. It? Or High Place or some shit. Something really uninventive. Alta Casa. And then no, they don't allow Spanish there. Well, that's, that's where my beer will come in later. Yeah, so they get in, she gets into the High House because her sister, or excuse me, cousin, married a dude who is a white guy. His name is Virgil Doyle. Which sounds like one of the Dudley boys from WWF. <laughs> but uh, she marries that guy and they're like old money. Like they're like old colonial money. <laughs> like they had a silver mine. Yeah. But but that has kind of gone away. And I don't know enough about Mexico's history to know about the revolution, which kind of gets mentioned a little bit. And like sounds like that might have been involved. There are apparently also several revolutions. So oh I yeah, I don't know which one they meant. So so Mexico became an independent country, like eighteen. I want to say eighteen or something. Yeah, like okay, eighteen twenties, fifteen. That sounds fine because when they fought against America in the eighteen forties, they were already not part of Spain, and America just came in and were like, oh, you see that Texas over there? That's ours now. And so that was the eighteen forties. Uh, it's pronounced annexing, Nate. I'm sorry <laughs> that you didn't know that. Uh, 1821 is 1810 to 1821 was the War of Mexican Independence. There Thanks. you go. Thanks, Google. Definitely not the Mexican Revolution, though. Definitely not. Because uh, they also had one of those. That was the 1920s. That's the Pancho. Is that the Pancho Villa one? I think so. I guess that yeah. that's the uh, Water for Chocolate Revolution. Oh. And then this takes place 30 years after that. And according to the family, when she gets there. You know, they were super rich and had all, had all this silver, but they, but everyone died or every, all the miners like left or died. They left because of the, because of the revolution and because of the revolution, no one wanted to do, no, no, like Europeans, like rich Europeans or Americans wanted to like invest anything. And so the family just has this like big mansion and, an, and a silver mine that's not operating. So they just kind of, but also they, they're. A lot of they're them just gonna don't did, have anything. A lot of them died of a mysterious plague. Yes, there was. There, was, there a, was there was an epidemic. A mass grave. Did you and find definitely a you know, inside these graves, if you listen closely, you can hear the mariachi <laughs> doing a symphony of bone. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we symphony of bone. I would definitely have this before, years ago but or something. <laughs> what? I think I had that for one of the Twilights. Oh yeah, we've definitely had this before. Symphony it's of a great Bones. Great beer from KCBC. Imperial Stout. It's fourteen uh, percent. Oh my god. Oh no. Okay. Cool. That was a roller coaster of emotion there. Ooh, oh my so god. Better. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's there's a lot going on in this one. Wow. Coffee, cinnamon, coconut, and milk sugar. It's a, yeah. it's a big thick boy. This one is uh, muy bueno. <laughs> Not like Noemi's adventures at High House, which is full of the worst people. Indeed. She gets there, and she gets picked up by Francis. The no, yeah, yeah. Francis, the like... The yeah. feeble. So he's like the helper, but he's also a cousin, and clearly the lowest on the social totem pole they have over there. Um, and But he's also like, oh... 
we only speak English here, even though they're literally in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. They're like, oh, we only speak English here. And she's like, well, it's a good thing I've been taking all those English lessons my whole life. How convenient. And so then the rest of the novel is literally in English. Not the part wasn't when there was written no Spanish in Spanish, anyway. but literally they just like, no, and now we just spoke English for the rest of the, for the rest of the time. It allows much, much later in the book, I think for a few interchanges between characters in Spanish because oh, they know right. the other people don't know what they're they, saying. They speak English because the old man never learned Spanish because and also the, in the house, because the house is alive. Spoiler. It's a real, the house is a real fun guy. It can hear them, <laughs> but it, but the, but the, but the, the house don't can speak only speak English. <laughs> it's an English manner, so it can only speak English. Ah, yes. Well, of now I have to open my beer because I was saving it, but you brought it up now about the Spanish. Uh, you imagine that at some point, like those old white people tried to learn a little bit of Spanish, and they would have been like, uh, I don't know, Mira something, something Motuka. Uh, so this beer <laughs> is called Something Motuka. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Much like you, Jimmy, I had to use the beers on hand. Uh, so this is something Motuka from Vinback. And it is just a single IPA at 6.5% that is dry hopped with Motuka. And actually, I have to say, the can art does look very, like, spore-like. <laughs> very. Yeah. Uh, mm, that's real good. I don't know what a Motuka tastes like. It's pretty boring. Probably like a... I have no comparison. I have no fucking idea. Uh, I did just watch Encanto, so my Spanish knowledge has really increased a lot. Um, it's doubled. Now you know the word Encanto. I know Encanto. <laughs> I know Abuelo and Abuela now, so I'm fucking riding high. That's a, Percentage-wise, it's an enormous increase. It's the, the law of incredible gains when you have nothing to gain. You have nothing to start with. Turns out you can multiply by zero. Uh, that's really good. There's something like vaguely earthy to there. I'm not sure if I'm imagining that or I'm imagining because of the fungi. But anyway, more importantly, this beer, as all of our beers, are brought to us by supporters over at Patreon. And if you want to support the podcast, you could do it in a multitude of ways. One, by leaving a positive review wherever you're listening, just encouraging people to listen. But the most fiscally responsible way to support us is by heading over to patreon.com For us. and becoming a patron. It's for us, yeah. I mean, for you, it's Not for, them. Um, for your <laughs> for soul. you, it's a terrible waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> for us, it's awesome. It might be worth it. I will. I will say we are alone. recording our Patreon monthly exclusive episode after this one tonight. It's going to be fucking ridiculous. I am tingling with anticipation. <laughs> We're going to pound that episode with. <laughs> You're going to get gang banged by books. <laughs> particularly by the dinosaur species, Tyrannosaurus cox. But we can't really give that away now. But if you want to become a patron, you could listen to the exclusive episode and all of our other content. Uh, go to patreon.com slash club. In addition to exclusive content at certain tiers, you get early access to episodes. You get to vote in the monthly book poll that selected this episode. You get physical stuff sent to you whenever I remember to send it, which is pretty regularly. But sometimes I fuck that up, so I'm very sorry. And... <laughs> He will be punished now. And then, most importantly, you get to get shouted out <laughs> on our monthly book poll episodes. And this month, it's my turn to read the names. If you're just tuning in now, you get to put your real name if you want. You could put pretty much anything in the world, and I have to say it. 
<laughs> or whoever. It's mostly Nate, let's be real. So me and Jimmy do it every once in a while, and it's kind of fun for us. So that being said, I would like to thank the following patrons. Courtney, John, William, Sophia, Book Slut Maria, Hot, David, <laughs> Derek, Carol, Sarah, Nick, Joseph. These are all regular names. Jeff, Yolanda, Hunter, Jennifer. Ah, here we go. Oh, my God. They're like paragraphs. <laughs> I have to open the fucking window bigger. If sodomy is a sin. Wait, I feel like. Did someone say this? Okay. It's not even about me. <laughs> if sodomy is a sin, how could all, all dogs go to heaven when God sees what Nate did to them? <laughs> That's not how sins work. But yes. I need a toe look. Barry. Julian. Uh, here we go. Nate and I disagree politically. But we both find chocolate erotic. Me, because it's lickable, and Nate, because it's lethal to dogs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alec Many Scrotes. Uh, who is this one now? Oh, hey. Hey, Mike, it's Dad. I was a text from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just got done watching James and the Giant Peach. Gotta love the whimsical nature of Roald Dahl stories. Oh, by the way, you're adopted. It was your mother's idea, and I was opposed to it. Tried to return you to get my 30 bucks back, but they refused. Say hi to the wife and kid for me. See you at Christmas. That's about right for a text <laughs> from my dad. Oh, wow. How'd he know? Oh, fucking. Oh, dad, you... Got me, you rascal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just say, my, my mother-in-law talked to my mom today on the phone <laughs> with FaceTiming with, with my granddaughter, with my daughter. And she's like, your mom seemed really unwell. You should check in with her. And I called her. I was like, hey, mom, are you doing okay? You kept saying you were in pain. She's like, yeah, yeah, I just needed a nap. <laughs> she just <laughs> took a nap for 45 minutes. Then she was fine. So the, they're they're dealing with the same kind of house situation in Florida as the characters in this book are. Uh, okay, well, thank you, <laughs> thanks for that message, Dad. Uh, Russell, Grace, uh, Catherine, Colton. Oh Jesus Christ! Amazing about those Ukrainian bomb victims. They stick to get. They really stick together. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ! That's not even making fun of any of us. <laughs> And Nate was never more relieved. Um, <laughs> Stephen. Note that down as Nate is thankful for the Ukrainian war. <laughs> Man love book review fan. That's just blunt. Oh, here's a good one. I signed up for this Patreon while having diarrhea at my parents' house. <laughs> Whatever gets us the patrons, we'll take Honestly, it. Honestly, that's like 75% of our people. <laughs> the other 25% were, page, were diarrhea at their in-law's house. Uh, <laughs> What's to do while pooping? <laughs> Joe, Crab, Michael, Daniel, Existentialist Watermelon, Hayden, Smile and Bend Over Now, Emotional Support Burrito, and CL. Thank you. 
Thank you, patrons, <laughs> for making it about Nate. <laughs> Uh, thank you to those who didn't. <laughs> you really came through for me this month. <laughs> Some of you. The bar is pretty low. As far as all those times you came through a dog. Oh, God. A javelin. Anyway. So she's okay, so this. I haven't opened a beer yet, so I'm going to fucking open one. Drink that beer. So the house is all weird. It, for, for one thing, it's full of mold, but also pictures of snakes all over the place. And oh. so this beer is called Don't Step on Snack <laughs> <laughs> by <laughs> Pith Hammer, <laughs> I think. At least that's what I thought it was. Don't step on Snack. I feel like snack. Jimmy picked that one. <laughs> it also has like a snake coming out of a person's head. He it says, in collaboration with District Snakes. 96, but who collaborated with District 96? Oh, Brewing Package Fifth by. Hammer. Oh, Abomination Brewing. Nope. I thought it was Fifth Hammer. What the fuck is District 96? I thought it was. No, it's Abomination Brewing with District 96, and really... it is a very nice 6.9% alcohol. Oh, nice. I didn't know they made that many sequels to District 9. Snake. That's how they say snake in South Africa. Don't step on the snake. <laughs> I think it was like 95% there. <laughs> we'll find out. We should say that we're going to do a Patreon uh, live episode next month in June. So if you want to join us for that, it's oh, right. another another thing. And uh, what, what the fuck are we reading again, Jimmy? We will be reading my punishment book because we deemed it too stupid to do by ourselves. Uh, we'll be reading The Way of the Shadow Wolves by Stephen Seagal. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> P. Seagal. <laughs> There's P in it. <laughs> Join us as we uh, talk about Stephen Seagal's cum fantasy about being a warrior on the Mexican border, killing terrorists by dipping bullets in Give bullets and knives and pig's blood uh, is just as good as it sounds. Head over to patreon.com for more information there. Become a patron just for the month. Be a cheapskate for a buck and join us. It'll be really fun. The only way to listen. But Nate, how's that And beer? we will give you the book for free because we'll, no one should buy this book. <laughs> just send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> also, Steven Seagal might be litigious, so we're not going to publish this on the internet for everybody. But we don't know. Anyway, the uh, beer's great. Read, he could be dead by then. He's, <laughs> he hasn't been looking so good. He hasn't been looking good for a long time. He's been looking so. like a thumb that hasn't taken a shit in six years. <laughs> <laughs> He's been seriously under siege from his constipation. But, Nate, how is that beer? Beer's good. It's very good. Yep. <laughs> very is nice. it made with real snack? Uh, I mean, uh, it's an IPA, so I don't know. Good. <laughs> it's with those snack hops. I had snack tequila once. I was in Tijuana, and there was a big barrel of snack and tequila. And they're like, you want the snake tequila? And I said, I of course I don't want the fucking snake tequila. Why would I want that? And they said, it's good. And I said, okay, you're right. And I drank <laughs> the snake tequila, and it was pretty good. <laughs> I feel like it's like any any other infused thing. This was like there were two like full size snakes coiled inside of it, rotting in chunks. But like, does anyone know what snake tastes like? I don't. Tequila just tastes like burning death. So, 
Well, am I going to really notice? Uh, oh, there's also notes of snake in this. Most of the snakes I've had have been in airport bathrooms. Um, I haven't had any <laughs> wild snake. Oh, you've had the the domestic variety, the trouser yes. snake. The trouser, <laughs> yes. The two tap hello snake. Oh, 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 the, the wide re- stance. The snake. Republican wide stance snake. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've gotten nowhere in the book. No. Oh, uh, fucking shit. All right, real fast. Oh, so, okay. So she house gets is weird. There, and the house it. is weird, and everybody is creepy. And there and are rules like, don't make any noise. And don't, don't smoke. S- don't smoke. And she's like, can don't I be see? Mexican. She, don't talk can I, Mexican. Can I see my cousin, Catalina? And they're like, no, she's sleeping. And she's like, I came all this way, you assholes. I mean, she doesn't say that out loud, but she was thinking it. Cabron, right? The yeah. word. And the then word. she, and then finally they let her see Catalina, and everything is, and she's like, oh, I guess I just have tuberculosis. I don't know why I wrote you that letter that says they're poisoning me. That's weird. And there are ghosts in the walls. And yeah. And I'm losing my mind. And she's and they're like, oh well, you're gonna have to stay here for a while. So we're gonna like make a room up for you, and you can and you kind of stay with us. And you can only see your cousin once a day, no, once a week. No, it's like well, once they, a day. first they, first they wanted once, to like not, whenever we let you really, yeah, pretty much not let her, but then see her like once, maybe once a day. But then she just has the rest of the day to just like do what sit around doing nothing it was the it thinking was, about it's the anthropology 50s, but it's like the victorian times in this house so they sit around doing fucking like let's go look at all the rooms like well that's a full day's activities and uh, let's look at the cemetery outside I and mean, that's another 9 hours okay you're good they find things to do they never say what they are probably you're probably fucking bored also there's no electricity or phones uh, they have oil lamps and candles with or without Yes, and and the uh, Ouroboros or whatever the fuck that word is Ouro, Ouroboros. Is that how you say it? That sounds That's very Spanish. That's the snack. Yeah, is that where you put the the emphasis? Oh, I have no idea. That's what I've heard. Ouroboros, but all right, whatever. The, the fucking snake eating its ass, like we all dream we could, <laughs> and that is <laughs> lucky snack boy. <laughs> so. uh Cobra I'm daddy. sure I'm skipping a bunch of stuff, but eventually Noemi manages to get driven to town. Oh, no. So she talks to Catalina, and Catalina says, you need to go into town and find this woman named Marta, and she's going to have this little thing for me. It's a, She calls it a tincture the entire book. Yes, it's it's a RPG. Times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah, it's also from Final Fantasy. And then... Um, so she goes, and so she goes to the find the woman, and she gets the tincture, and then she Who comes lives back. Lives in the jungle, basically, <laughs> like one step away from apocalypto. This woman living in a grass hut, collecting wild ferns and shit to make vision quest medicine, but also trading stories for cigarettes, like she's in prison. I, I did think, yeah, she's not only she she's taking the cigarettes. And it comes back later. They put the cigarettes in front of a fucking saint icon. Yes. As if... They're off. Which makes sense. It does make sense, though. Because you put the cigarettes in front of the saint, but so she finds Noemi, a woman, and she's like, I'll tell you some stories and shit. That house is crazy. Here's a magic potion. And I, I can't remember if... I think it's now when she hears the story of 
Ruth? Virgil's older sister, yeah. Yeah, so much older sister, I think. Anyway, so you find out that the reason why they have this giant mansion and only, like, two people living there, so there's the... Okay, actually, there's some more characters we have to introduce. So first, there's the old guy. He's, like... A thousand. He's, he's like yeah, he's, age. like, 90 years old. No, but he does... Yeah, no, I know he's not nearly as old as Howard. <laughs> yes, his name is Howard, and you eventually find out he's been married like three times, supposedly, and that the first one was in like 1885, and yeah. so this is 1950, so it's like, wow, he's fucking really old. Um, so And he's kind of there. He's really sick, and you occasionally see him throughout the first three quarters of the book. And then there's Virgil, who is the son and he's the one that married Catalina, and he's a very good-looking man, but also creepy. Uh, and then there's uh, their cousin, cousin I think, Florence, who's like the housekeeper, but she's incredibly just cold and bitchy, basically, pretty much. Like, the, the, we, there's a way things are done here. And then her son, Francis, who's like the, the houseboy... Who's they like, you know, of, uh, servants the handyman. That don't talk. I mean, that's right. They don't but you almost never see them. The way help should be. Uh, yeah, and Francis so, is just a pasty mama's boy with a thing for ethnic women. He just hangs out there and he's like, Noemi, let me show you my mushroom. <laughs> my mushrooms. I mean, yeah. they're growing over there. That's what I meant. Yeah, she sees him outside and he's like, I'm collecting spores. It's like, well. That sounds very sporing. <laughs> I don't want to hear that story. <laughs> and like that's what he does for fun. Or is it? Mm, indeed. Uh and then for when she, when skin shadowing. Uh <laughs> oh god. When Noemi either before or after she goes to get the tincture, she finds out about the family's story of Ruth, who was um the older older sister of Virgil and but she found uh, she took a shotgun and killed every, everyone in the house and then killed herself, except she missed, except the, the father, who's now the old, really old guy, he didn't die, he, but he didn't quite die, and he lived. And then Virgil was just really young, or and she didn't shoot him. He was a, he was a baby, and the housekeeper was keeping him hidden. Yeah, so she couldn't find him, but she basically took a shotgun and killed everybody, and then herself, and you find, find this out. It's like, oh, wow. That's, uh, that's pretty dark. And that's kind of... And then she's like, oh, that's why the house is so empty. It's because everybody's dead and why nobody wants to talk about anything. And then she, like, find, But she finds notes. She, she eventually... At one point, I forget when, she finds a note inside the a book. Sister, the cousin has it in there. It's like, it's like a, oh, it's like a yeah. post-it equivalent on it. It's like, here's my proof that this I'm not there crazy that the house is fucked up. And also, she's having a lot of really weird dreams. Where she's like dream fucking people and stuff. And that scene. and she's like sleepwalking. She's like, oh, I guess mm. I must have sleepwalked into your room, Virgil. And but she's actually dreaming about. She's like in the bathtub, but he comes in and yeah. Fuck also, it's very late in the book that happens, but yeah. There's also uh, she dreams about the golden faced lady, who's like a ghost lady who's buying a stairway to heaven or whatever. All that face is gold. Is gold. <laughs> and also she sees, she sees dreams of what she thinks must be 
Ruth and she can like talk to her. And she's like, that's weird. But she's younger and made of chocolate. She's like a baby Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Chunk. (laughs) And then she keeps waking up and everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Mexican girl? She's like, ay, Dios mío. Like, yeah, what does that mean? And go back to your room. They're really (laughs) total assholes to her. But she's also a really shitty house guest. Can we can we just put that out there? She sucks as a guest. She breaks. She does kind of every fucking rule. They're like, don't smoke in the house. That's a pretty that modern. One, that's mean, a dick move. Yeah, certainly. The other ones, like, she's like, I Fuck think them. they're torturing my cousin, and they're all huge racists. It's like, okay, well, they are. They have a whole library of eugenics books. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy is like, "You're Mexican. You have such a high forehead." <laughs> like. <laughs> It's the equivalent. I don't know what he actually said. I remember. But How do you feel about the mingling of the races with lesser beings? It's like, oh my god, dude! It's like day one. Yeah, it's 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 super super racist. You talk really good English for such a brown Mexican. By 1950, I feel like the the eugenics movement had lost steam. Like the the vague the patina of science that had had accrued to it was was lost. After yeah, the whole Hit- Holocaust thing. Yeah, exactly. After <laughs> yeah. Hitler and the Aryan and you know the you know Aryan race stuff, they're like, yeah, you know, maybe that's shit's bull. Maybe that's bullshit. Maybe maybe it is. Oh. Phrenology is still good though. That's fine. Hitler ruining another perfectly good thing. <laughs> but you you could I guess you could see how this family from that's you know been you know English family that's been sequestered in the mountains of Mexico for like a century. Or, and barely ever talk to anyone would like not be up on the latest scientific research. Yeah, but they they've kept up their subscription to Eugenicist Monthly. I still get those, and it's just random articles like the brown man's eyes are too close together, and like there's a whole article. <laughs> yes, they do seem to be. But yeah, they say a lot of eugenic shit. And Noemi is into anthropology, so she's looking through those books, and she's like, "Well, this is." Interesting in a clinical sense, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, it never really goes anywhere. It's one of the problems with the book, I guess. It's just kind of filler. It's just kind of there to like make them seem even shittier. Or I'm sure a lot of it is a is a wildly thin veiled, uh, almost saran wrap veiled uh, you know, allegory about colonialism. Yeah, but I think for for what needs to, to make them seem shittier, I think it's also a red herring. So throughout the first two-thirds of the book, when you're not sure what the cause of all this is, you could say, maybe they're just a bunch of racists. Mm. Also, eugenicists hate people with red hair, so. And that's pretty universal. <laughs> Ginger's bane of our humanity. So, anyway, long so story she goes, short. she goes to get, get the tincture and then brings it back and gives it to her, give, brings it back to Catalina and gives it to Catalina, and she takes it. And then immediately, like, drinks it because it's just like a little. It, it, she immediately has a seizure and almost dies. And the doctor comes and says, "What is this? Where did you get it?" And call and he calls it a like, calls it an opium something or other. I don't know. So and, it was, they said it basically it was opium. She yeah, took it's like fentanyl. Nineteen fifties <laughs> fentanyl says like, "Why did you give this to her?" And they're like, "Where did you get it?" And she refuses to say. Snitches and then, do get stitches. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> so anyway, she feels bad, but she's like, no, I don't, 
how could that be? She said she needed it. She said it would help her sleep. And then I'm skipping, a, I don't know, a bunch of stuff happens and they realize that it's the fungus. <laughs> no, I'm, okay, I'm okay, skipping, skipping way too skipping far a ahead. It doesn't things. matter. All, everything in the middle is useless. But there's a lot of just back and forth and it's, it's, it, is, it is too much. But it's um, Noemi getting closer to Francis and him being like, you got to leave. It's fucked up. I'm stuck here. You can go, though. And she's like, what the fuck do you mean? You fucking leave, too. Or fuck them. They can't tell me what to do. And he's like, you don't understand. And then um, she's like, like what, I speak English fine. And he's like, ay, Dios mio. And then and this Virgil, who's always just like leering at her. And he's like, my wife, she is weak. I must be a man. <laughs> and tell her what to do. And shut the fuck up, Mexican woman. You don't interfere. <laughs> like, that's a lot of what happens in the middle of the book. And yeah. then they have these like weird, a whole bunch of scenes where he's a fucking asshole to Noemi. He's like, shut up, get the fuck out. And she's like, no. And he's like, you're right. I was wrong. Sorry. That I, was too soon. I've got agita. <laughs> this Mexican water has, does not agree with me. <laughs> I've and my, my whiteness, whole life, I still get the poops. <laughs> we have not grown to de- tolerate this. And yeah, and then Florence, the old crone, is like, and then that's that just goes on for a long time. And we didn't even introduce the other character, Doctor Camarillo, or whatever the fuck his name is, the The El Duque Hauser of. of Is he the town doctor or is he the family doctor? The town doctor. Okay. Who? Because there's two different ones. That's a boy. That's a child doctor, and like it's (laughs) fucking Mexico. It's what you get, and then. The family has their special white doctor, I guess. And I fucking forgot his name because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Doctor, I'm going to say Gunther. I know it's not that. But that's definitely not even close to that. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not it, yeah. I know it's not that. I said I want to say it. I didn't say it was that. <laughs> Find out his name. What's his fucking name? I don't care. I'm trying. I'm skimming. I'm sk- oh, so, man, there's so many pages of nonsense. So there's the town doctor guy who's been treating Catalina, and not I'm choosing the family no, doctor yeah. guy has been treating Catalina, and like uh, Noemi's like I think she needs to see a psychiatrist. She sounds like she's fucking batshit crazy. And like no 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 no, don't be ridiculous. We're Scientologists. We don't see them as psychologists. And then, <laughs> and then they, no no she's fine. She just needs to rest her feeble woman brain. That's basically what they say. Because it's, even though it's it, the book is in 1950, they treat it like it's medicine in 1750, which yeah. I guess was foreshadowing. It's gothic. Yeah. And so that doctor, his treatment is everything like, I'm, two leeches. Like, he does nothing. Good mountain air and... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and avoid Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Drink this vial of mercury every day. <laughs> but... Uh, but eventually, that goes uh, on for a very through, long time. Through uh, plot reasons, she comes to, re- to find out the truth about Ruth, the dead lady. Was she was engaged to her cousin because, like all Italian families, they keep Cousins it in the family. Um, she was engaged to her cousin, but she was in love with a Mexican mine worker, and this was not allowed. Ew. So they disappeared him, and she was very sad. In the mine, conveniently. <laughs> yeah, and then she killed everybody and herself. Because they took away. But she didn't kill Howard. And you don't find out until later. She tried to kill Howard. But Howard used 
mushroom psychic powers <laughs> to keep <laughs> her from doing it. Yeah. So we could just skip to that because that's what really happens next is uh, there's the secret, the big secret that reveal, that is revealed three quarters through the book is that everyone in the They're book They're not fun tripping. guys after all. Well, they've all... They, they constant. This is how I, I didn't. I didn't call what was the actual like the the big secret about the uh, uh, spirit passage mushroom highway. Uh, but the fact that they were all tripping balls the whole time was pretty obvious because they're like, I kept looking at the walls and the constantly shifting patterns and weird pa- you know shapes morphing. I was like, oh no, she's on shrooms. Okay, so you find out that the house is infected with this fungus. And the fungus is that I forget the scientific name of the fungus, but it's the it a cousin. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Although, fake. I, fun story: there's a real fungus that can infect ants. Yeah, the and zombie the thing. Ant, yeah. yeah, when the when the ant gets infected with the fungus, it has this compulsion to climb to the highest point it can find, like the top of a tree. Cli- and and then when it died. gets to the top of the tree, the the fungus. Like, like the ant dies, and this fungus sprouts from the ant's head, and then all this, and then all the fungus's spores get dispersed into the wind, you know, much more effectively than when they were down on the ground. But like the fungus, which is not even close to the same kingdom as an ant, is uh, is able to really mind control this immediately very simple creature. But it's an, it really does it. And so it is pretty creepy. This fungus would be more like if the ant could pass on its soul to other baby ants through the fungus. Yes, it both can do, can sort of mind control people, but and has this whole like, you remember the overstory? Mystical power, like Highlander thing. <laughs> the, uh, it is the, a little, oh yeah, in the overstory. The overstory about the, uh, the, 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 the trees use the, use the fungus channels to send messages to each other. It's, it's like a, that. It's like m- a big Mycorrhiza or something like that is that word. Mycorrhiza. Mycorrhiza? No, that's one know. of the people in the book. I know. I'm fu- I looked this up recently. <laughs> I, I fucking, I have only read this word. I'm a fucking goddamn, make me Google it. Like I'm the racist, Jimmy. Micronesia? No one cares about that country. Mycorrhiza, Mycorrhiza is how I'm going to fucking say that, is a symbiotic thing between a a fungus and the roots of a plant. That's what Mm. you're referring to. Yeah. It's like that, but with people in this this old house. And an old bitch telling people to put out their cigarettes. (laughs) Because the mushrooms don't like smoke. And so the real old guy is actually... So it not only does it like control people, but also like... The pe- the one person who like found the like cave of shamans who could do this like hundreds of years ago has literally like taken it over and has literally passed down his consciousness from person to person for like a couple of centuries. However, there's like, like a, a there's a genetic component, so like he has to keep it in the family. Like he can't just do it to anybody. Except he sort of can because it turns out that yeah. Noemi is a good candidate, I guess, for it's reasons. About the cheekbones. <laughs> it's bullshit. You know, they just, he he could pass it on to hot girls. <laughs> How convenient. And they do say uh, that she's really a really hot Mexican at one point. Yes. She's, they a, do. she's a spicy Latina. Like, literally, at one, she's like, oh, yeah, she's really hot. They're willing to forgive the whole uh, miscegenation thing for like just this once. Let's just assume she's white and was out in the sun too long. That's basically what they're thinking. 
They will allow this cap. one to use the family external hard drive <laughs> of mushroom. <laughs> Basically, what it is, it's like oh, it's got the, got the, they they have their own cloud storage system, but it's mushrooms instead. So you f- you find out that Ruth actually killed everybody because she was trying to end this whole like you know crazy mind control stuff. But incest she mushroom did, kingdom exactly trying to end end. <laughs> She yeah, had no turtle go. shells, though. <laughs> <laughs> and she shot Howard, the old guy, but he was able to use his, like, mind control powers to make her shoot herself. And then because he's got, like, super strength, he didn't die from it. He was able to sort of use the strength heal. of a hundred mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> And anyway, so she finds this out, and then she's like, I'm going to leave. And they're like, no, now you can't leave. No, I don't have that beer ready. Uh, Oh, man, I wrote this one down because this is one of my favorite dumb lines. You can't leave this house, Miss Taboada, which is Noemi. No one can. It won't let you. If you try to run off, you'll suffer another attack like the one you had. How can a house do that? It can. That's all that matters. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Let's just... Because reasons... (laughs) Because plot. I got a beer for that. Sort of. This is called Tangerine Hop Bomb, which has fucking nothing to do with the book. <laughs> but it's from the Sap House Meadery. It really saps you to be there. Uh, in the house. Also, when you put it's, your TV on Sap, it's in Spanish. <laughs> and that was, that was the Easter egg I was leaving for the fans, Jimmy. <laughs> so this I is a meat. That is... Um, I don't know. It's a fucking mead. It's just, it just doesn't see. Oh, here it Nailed is. Nailed it. Oh, nice. 6.9%. Tangerine hop bomb. It's a, a mead. The tangerine and bombs. The hop is very misleading. Tangerine hop mead. I went to a, a Total Wine and they had a guy. He's like, and I was there with my, my wife and kid. Stopped there and we're picking up. And I'll just pick up. We'll be real fast, honey. You just got to pick up some beers. And then the guy's like, hey, do you want to try some samples? It's like, yes, we do. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, just, just get them for me. Do this, woman. I reach all the top shelves for you. And, uh, and the middle shelves, too. And she kicks me in the leg all the time like a little angry dwarf. This is, it's a really strange flavor, I have to say. I had the other three of the four-pack, and I liked them. Strange? I don't know how to describe this. Well, it's a mead, it's but a it's mead also like orange. With Try tangerine and hops. Like, it's a bizarre combination of flavors. Like a bitter orange? Like, well, tangerine's pretty sweet. I'm not saying but, the hop, maybe. But, it's but mead, I, I'm not so sure what kind of sweet. hop. I'm trying know. to read what kind of hop we put into this thing. Does it taste like a Fanta? It is, but there's like a weird, vague, like something off smell about this. Like a house filled with fungus. Mm. Yeah, that house must have smelled so bad. Everything well, was the just uh, damp. constant tripping probably would have. Uh, you probably would have noticed the smell very much. And it must have been very upsetting when you just constantly shiitakeed your pants. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Let me see you to your mushroom. It's over here on the left. And this beer is. It's mead is strange. I like it, but it is weird. I cannot describe these. Fla- these are flavors I've never had before. And I've had beer, which has hops. I've had at least one tangerine. I'm certain. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you when, but I don't know what the fuck I'm drinking right now. This could very well be a bunch of just 
you know, mind-melting fungus. I have no idea what's happening right now. So then... Um, so then they're like... Oh, we got uh, to leave. We got to... Exp- now that the mushroom secret is out, we can explain all the other stuff, and, <laughs> and none of it's that cool. It'll make it um, easier if we just tell you everything. We don't have to, like, vaguely... And it's like, no, you don't know what I mean, or no, I can't go. Now you can just be like, oh, it's because of the mushrooms. That's the reason. Um, so then they're like, you're going to marry Francis cause he's a, he needs to get, um, married because, <laughs> because as you know, we might do with some incest mushroom shit for centuries, but we still believe in the sanctity of marriage. So you've got to do that. We've got to dress for you. Uh, and we've decided your genetics will work because we can tell. And yes. uh, because you have uh, rock and boobs, uh, your genetics are great. <laughs> it's the badonks. Yes. And so they're like, okay, we're going to have a wedding. And then they do a really creepy wedding. And then um, they take her back to her room. And Francis gets locked up, and Virgil's going to rape her. Because we skipped when Virgil, like Friday the 13th, dream raped her. She was taking a bath. Yes. Because he, he and, uses like, he, the power of the mushrooms to, like, make women horny for him. Yeah, it wasn't clear. Like, did he fuck her, or did he just make her want I think that cock? was a dream. That was the dream, yeah. But she was sleepwalking and shit. Like, did he make her walk over to his room, and he just it's hanged hard, her it's, out? It's hard to really tell, because these dreams are uh, mushroom-induced. So, but I, I got the sense that she was still a lady, at least not with him. But in, when he does attempt to rape her, she knocks him away, and he's on the ground. And, of course, like every shitty horror movie, she does yeah. not then stab him in the neck while he's unconscious. She's like, I'll deal with that later. Like, no, kill him now. Kill this him is, now, this is where bitch. they start the sequence of any cliche they missed in the first part of the book. Let's make sure we get him now. Yeah. yeah. So like, the uh, he'll, villain, he'll be fine. probably dead. Let's not check. Runaway thing. I pushed him off and he fell down. He's probably dead. His dad's driving, getting shot in close range with a shotgun. He bumped his head on the night table. You know how hard those are. He only has the strength of fifteen or twenty mushrooms at that age. So, (laughs) so then she's running around, uh, and she uh, doesn't kill him, but she kills one of the zombie maids because now you're like, oh, she's an action person now. She does a lot of neck slashing with a razor. And, well, they um, do explain that the mushroom fungus shit in the air turns the the house staff into zombies because they're Mexican. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to do to their weak non-European brains. <laughs> That's basically what they say. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, and uh, then there's a, you know this standard. Uh, running around at the end of a horror movie, fighting all they, the bad guys. They, so a whole bunch of weird stuff. Like they go and they like shoot Howard, but yet they find out, and yet then they run to the basement. But then there's a well, Catalina covered Catalina in the stabs uh, Howard in the face. Oh, we also skipped when they him. made her wear a wedding dress and kiss. Oh no, before the wedding dress, they made her kiss him, and he just spit just mucus. Fungus into her mouth. Oh yeah, because they, they they're trying to give her heavier doses of the mushrooms so that she'll uh, be more in control and be part of the mushroom system. Ridiculous! It doesn't make any sense. No, but and then, then they run. Yeah. They 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 like run to the basement, and then there's like a 
a corpse of somebody, but it's that's Agnes. Big, it's his first wife. Wives. Oh, his first wife, and she's like fungus covered, and they basically set her on fire. She's well, she's the they, hive mind of they, the whole they house. They figured out that she's the Borg mushroom woman. <laughs> that they buried her alive in the mushroom pit, whatever that means, so that we could fuse. The mushroom pit them. is a great name for a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special room in the gay bar. <laughs> they bury her in the mushroom pit, and she was buried alive because she had to be alive for some reason. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. her brain, her mind had to be alive as the Since fungus. Mushrooms grow on dead things, but you know whatever. Yeah, it makes no sense. They're, but they're, they're, uh, she never actually died. She she became uh, she became one with the gloom, which is their shared mushroom consciousness, which is not a great sounding thing to be. Like, yeah, yeah, you can live like forever, but it it's sounds kinda... like you just listen to nothing but Norwegian black metal. <laughs> yeah, I'm into the gloom. Their gloom. <laughs> I would like to have Morel of the Gloom. <laughs> huh? Mushrooms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Just a so they set so they set it on fire, they burn everything down, and, and they no, manage to get away. To respawn. <laughs> well, they still also have to kill uh Howard, who's uh, this uh, Howard is screaming still because he uh got shot shot and stabbed in the face. But then Virgil comes back because she didn't kill him while he was unconscious. Oh, he comes dumb. back in the most cliched way ever. Where yeah. they're stuck in the room, they're like, "How are we ever going to get out? What are we going to do?" They're having one of those kind of conversations, and then just he answers their questions like, "You won't leave," as he's like <laughs> polishing his gun or some bullshit, <laughs> like it's a Bond villain. But then they find his weakness, which is knives, hot Mexican girls, <laughs> and Catalina does her second eye stabbing of the chapter. Uh, apparently, she's just you know in her psychosis, just got really good at stabbing eyes. And uh, then they escape, and they drag uh, Francis out, even though he's like, no, I'm allergic to not mushrooms. And they're like, you'll be fine, bitch. And they drag him out. And then uh, they burn down the house, and they escape. And um, it's the fall of the house of Musher. I wrote that down. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Good one. (laughs) That was an incest book, too, right? Uh, I don't think it was. I don't Aren't remember the short, the short story. Mike, you're muted. I hate you. Uh, I don't... I don't remember that being um, incest. I don't remember but, if they were sister fucking or something, but yeah, they, they, the house collapses and the the mold mushrooms all disappear, maybe, and then there's an epilogue chapter where uh, for some reason she's into Francis, even though he's a sickly little bitch. And But they're also incredibly overconfident that they killed... All of the mushrooms. Yeah, it's uh, mushrooms like we burnt down that house. We didn't even watch it burn, and we they rushed down to the the little little boy doctor's office. We killed it all. It's cool. Never need to worry about it again. Even though the spores are like in their lungs, that's not a modern medicine thing. They understood that in 1951, but it's not like, in that's 1950, fine. which is really 1850 in the mountains. It could have been the year 850, apparently, because they were still just shitting in buckets, and then they were and, gone. And then and she, Fra- Francis is going through mushroom withdrawal, because he like won't wake up but for three days, <laughs> but then finally does, and she's like, you can stay with me. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Dios mio, the end. 
Good thing that Mushroom has yeah. never learned Spanish. Shots that was the one weakness, that he could hear the whole house, but he never learned Spanish. <laughs> you Mexico. would think that having the uh, Mexican servants as part of the collective shared consciousness network, that would, he would know Spanish, but, you know, whatever. You're overthinking it, Jimmy. Yes, I am, which is not something that works for this book because, uh, you know, I, you know, reading it, I did not know that she was like a noted sci-fi fantasy horror author. So I was like, where's this going? It's like, oh, it's a mushroom demon. Okay. I didn't see that coming. I didn't know there was going to be a supernatural thing to it. I thought it was going to be like a regular Gothic one where they're like, oh, it's not a ghost. It's just casual racism. You know, like you were (laughs) supposed to think, but yeah, it's like, oh, okay. And even then it was still like, that's. Okay, I can see where this is going. And I, I I could see how that'd be interesting, and then it's like, no, it's not. It's okay. I don't know. I didn't love it. It wasn't bad. I didn't love it. There were the first parts of the book reminded me a great deal of Northanger Abbey by Jane that's Austen. That's the that's like the parody gothic yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The one where the girl who has read too many gothic novels goes to someone's castle and is like, ah, ghosts. And it's like, oh, it's a quilt in a closet. <laughs> and then that, that was the book. And it was uh, that's the only Jane Austen book I read that I liked. So this definitely had those elements of that. Um, but then it's just, it, it was, I was, I don't know. I was expecting it to be something supernatural or weird because how could it not and so my first thought was vampires, you know? Well, that makes sense. That's an easy fix. Yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, pasty white people in Mexico. No, that's not, that's not going to work with vampires. And then I had no lead. I didn't. I did not expect mushroom people. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there were there was a good amount of foreshadowing. There was a lot of mushrooms. Like Francis just draws mushrooms. Constant mushroom references. But I just thought they were like like the dead or. But how? It's but why damp. in the world would you have ever predicted? Oh, they have a shared mushroom consciousness. No, that part and is the, uh, not. It's yeah. like yeah, that was like even though there's a lot of foreshadowing about mushrooms, it was still a step too far. Or, I thought or it was like, going to be like a. Actually, I mean, it's still kind of a silly fantasy sci-fi novel. So it's like whatever. It was it like that was the choice the author made. Okay. I just didn't love that choice. I just I just didn't really like it. That's all. I thought it might have been at some point like all in actually all in their head because they were constantly high. Like she sees the shifting patterns like she's she's tripping on mushrooms this whole fucking book. That would Lightly make them some serious psychos. Ho 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 ho. That I've run out of mushroom lords. Cremini. <laughs> That's a crime, meanie. <laughs> That's a capital offense. Button that up. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> um, wait. Truffle. Okay, so. <laughs> so there was, all, there was a lot of foreshadowing about the mushrooms, but I also didn't think it quite foreshadowed enough, or at least... It still felt like it came out of left field. It's like, wait, everyone is controlled by the mushrooms? <laughs> that still felt weird. It still felt strange. Um, also, I actually had no idea what the book was going to be about. I didn't read anything about it yeah, at a time, yeah. nor did I know that it's a sci-fi fantasy horror author. I 
so I didn't know what to expect or anything. Uh, and I was hoping it would be a lot, a bit more Mexican, because it really, almost it spends like two. The first chapter, she's in Mexico City. Chapter two, she arrives at the English Manor that happens to still be in Mexico, but the English Manor with the English people where they speak English the whole time. And that's the whole rest of the book. It was merely a side note. It was merely a like random, you know, unimportant detail that she was Mexican from chapter two on. I mean, yeah. I see where she got, where she was, went for the Gothic thing. Like, I guess she nailed Gothic. That sounds like she did, but, and it just, but like chapter one took place in Mexico and then the rest of it kind of didn't. It would have been exactly, it could have been still got, it could have had all it the could same, have been, all the same It could themes. have been in Norway and it could have been yeah. Norwegian Gothic. And but it could have, have had only all the same had to themes. Only change chapter like, one. They could have, they, but I mean, it could have gone the other way and it could have been entirely Mexican. There was no reason for it to be so not Mexican. Like they could they could have been a Mexican I mean, family that was Gothic still Gothic literature is kind of like a British thing. So we're literally it's, it's though. a British manner makes it like that's what it's supposed to be, I guess. But by the end you have mushroom shared consciousness. Like I feel like you can she can unclench a little on the you know, oh it's gotta be English manner. Like why? Why? It could have been you an know, old Mexican family. There's yes there is plenty of Mexican, rich. like rich white Mexican families, I think that they're better than the other Mexicans because they're white. It's a thing there. Like she could have gone with that. It would have been a more that have like, old money going back all the way to the colonial period. Yeah, and so it would have been would, totally would have made fine. Sense. But she had to make it. Oh, it's an English family. Like also, they like. They, oh, we left England when we, you know, because we had silver mines there. But we left England because, you know, some people were saying some weird things about us. But, like, they hadn't found the mushrooms yet. I guess they were just incesting back then, too. I don't know. But it, like, it, it was almost like it, the only thing missing about it was the title and her name. And it served no real purpose to make it not Mexican. Uh, the little bit of the, like, local the ethnic, side characters ethnic medicine. Yeah. Where you could trade a pack of cigarettes for... The right, you know, opium tincture. But it wasn't opium because they don't fucking grow poppies there. No, it's not. Well, yeah, that's the, just what the doctor said. Well, to because the tell doctor her was, uh, this is bad. The doctor, because the doctor was also an incest cousin helping prolong the eternal family of one. Yeah. Family oh, we forgot one. the whole part where he was going to, uh, um, uh, his body was dying, so he was going to push his consciousness into Francis's body so he could bang the hot Mexican lady. It was really just so he could live forever. Yeah. Uh, well, you know. Fuck, he could fuck her and produce an air, a bunch of heirs and he have choices later on. And like, uh, you know, clean up the gene pool a little bit. Because right now it's more like a puddle. They need a skimmer in there to do something. <laughs> a chlorine tablet. Because the whole thing was like, oh, we're going to make uh, Virgil the heir. I was like, no, I like Virgil. Let's, let's erase this stupid kid. He just makes pictures of mushrooms. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> These are self-portraits. <laughs> Quit drawing your penis, Virgil. <laughs> Florence, what the fuck his name was? Francis. He does the mushroom stamp every time. Anyway, um, people really like this book. Uh, I guess I understand why, but I didn't. I didn't dislike it. It was fine. It's a solid three stars. It was. Yep. This was the definition of three stars, pretty much. It was like, this was fine. 
Yeah. That's what I gave it. It was okay. I actually really enjoyed the first half of the book, and then it was like, all right, come, let's get on with it. It would have been better if it was not Mushroom People. Or if it had been as long. If it had been a strictly allegory thing about colonialism, I could have gotten on board with that too. Like, okay, I get what they're going for. But it's like, no. It, you know what it reminded me exactly of? I don't know if you've ever seen this, Nate, but Mike, I'm sure you've seen this. The South Park <laughs> episode where they retell Great Expectations. Uh, I've not watched South Park in a while. I actually don't remember. This was, this was like 20 about. years ago. I'm sure I've seen it. They did Tell an entire more. episode where they retell Great Expectations up until about 80% in, and then suddenly the old lady's goal is to eat the souls of orphans to power her Genesis device. And I was like, oh, oh wait, I think this story is taking a change. Butters and shit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so it was Pip. Yeah, oh, Pip. Pip. Fuck and it was yeah, like, yeah. it's like exactly this old-timey thing, and then suddenly it's like, what the fuck? And that is exactly what this was. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the other tack here and say, she took Victorian um, horror stories, you know, the Victorian Gothic novel, and just set it in Mexico. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with it, but it served no purpose. But there've been a fucking thousand of those written in England. Why not put one somewhere else? But if she had, the problem is that she didn't adapt it. She just did the exact thing and said it was, by the way, this is in Mexico. Like, is it? Well, the first third of the book, there is a good amount of the eugenics shit where the race thing is important. Yeah. And the villains are the fucking white colonialists. Yeah. And if 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 it had stuck with that theme, I probably would have liked it more. And I had, I feel like it, I feel like it could have gone one way or the other, and both would have been fine if it was all one way or the other, and it felt like it was kind of like riding the taint between the two. I'm always concerned about any book that like wants to make a statement about whatever. It ends up being really heavy-handed. So I'm kind of glad that she didn't go too too hard on the, not that you need to go that very hard, on the colonialism thing in the new world. Yeah. But she didn't take that road, because that would have felt didactic <laughs> like, like oh well, i see this is like a school presentation i'm supposed to learn now mm. i thought it was okay i actually didn't mind it was the okay. lack of mexicanness I, I if you shoehorned more into it it would have been comical right if it was like we have always lived here at high Ho- high house virgil said not eating a taco like that would have been <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it was fine I, I really don't think that was a big deal My bigger issue was like The mushroom people thing was stupid Yeah was it, was, it was not it, the, the Mexican thing was not the biggest source of Consternation for me It was just like What's the point of it even being Mexico Almost at all The story could have been essentially exactly the same Set anywhere as Nate said But also yeah the mushroom thing was just like Oh okay that's weird And it's not you know it's not the dumbest sci-fi fantasy premise I've ever heard by far. It's not, it's not even bad. It just felt kind of shoehorned in. But I've never read anything else this lady has written, so I she don't know what her She wrote one other novel, or maybe two at this point. She, there was, there was, she, there's like seven other books listed at the end. Uh, so I looked up her, her thing. She's, she's written a bunch of like things no one's heard of, but she has one other major novel. Is this novel. her breakout thing? Yeah. 
Well, no, actually, no. The previous book she wrote, uh, the gods, uh, gods of Jade and Shadow, was also nominated for the Nebula and the and the Locus. Other than that, she has a bunch of other shit, and she's amazing. She's great. She is. Uh, she's not. She's not old. She's not ancient. My my definition of old changes every time I get older. Um, it's whatever age Nate is. Well, she's she was born in 1981. So oh, damn. Oh, ancient. Nate was dusty. But you just just depleted Social Security for the first time in 1981, right, Nate? That's all that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's okay. I think it's it, it is okay, and you know, it's okay. That's all yeah. it is, and that's being, fine, man. Being overly critical, but that's you know making fun of things is fun. Oh yeah, I love but it. But it is fine. I don't. I don't know why I got nominated for so many awards. Uh, I have a theory. It's a sci-fi fantasy award. What percentage would you guess of those award are not nominees white guys? are fucking white guys? Yeah. And here's a Mexican Canadian woman. How many Mexican Canadian women have been nominated? Like, there's nothing wrong with that, but like, I feel like that's part of it. Also, you know, how many like, nominees are there? Typically, is it like five the Academy Awards, where there's like seven, or is it like everyone's nominated? No, 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 no. It's, there, it's usually five or six or something like that. So there's an official the like award. nominee. Oh yeah. Okay. Listen, that's fine. That you know, we're gonna nominate this Mexican Canadian woman for the award. But I do think I do think that is part of it. Like in twenty twenty, to to, con, to oh, twenty twenty, it came out right. Yeah. Right to like fix the fact, like holy shit, it's only been white dudes who won this award, and that's unfortunate in a way because it means that her nomination has this like almost taint to it, where it's like, oh, she only got nominated because of that. It's a fine book. It's better than I'm. Sh- I'm sure it's better than the vast majority of sci fi fantasy books that came out. Written by white guys. Written by anybody. I'm sure the vast majority are shit. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. I enjoyed reading this. If there's any genre that is tainted by just a mountain of trash, it's sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, Chicklet? I mean, that's just trash. And there's Nicholas Sparks, really. He is the one <laughs> White <crow>. guy. <laughs> one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got the market cornered. I feel like the book is okay. It's fine. It is, it is. It's okay. I wanted it to be better, which, of course, you would say about anything that wasn't that didn't, you know, blow your blow your head off. But uh, it is. I I I don't know. I I was hoping it was going to be better. Oh, a patron recommended it because patrons tend to recommend books they really liked, and so I was like, oh, somebody loved this. And I'm did like, they love oh. it, or maybe they didn't? Maybe they knew we wouldn't like it. Maybe that cause, is cause a possibility. They've known it because they're like, "Oh, this book is blowing up, and it's not very good." What do we think of it? Not that we are that arbiters is, of taste, but that is kind of our thing. But I, I thought it was going to be better, and it turned out to be just okay. I, I also wanted to love it. It was going to be, and I you know there's not every book like I wanted to be better. Like when we read Bullet Train, I wasn't like, "Wow, I really wanted this one to shine." I didn't give a fuck about that. Like this one, I thought like this had potential to be pretty cool, and there was some nice stuff in there. But it, I didn't. I yeah, just you know just kind of fell it's flat. Just the mushroom consciousness. It needed a better thing, or just better version of that. I thought it was or more insane. You know, something fun. It just oh, it just felt like the ending was super cliched. 
you know, they're once, running. Once you have oh, the secret revealed and she's on the, the guy who could thing. help us is, is yeah. incapacitated. Where are we going to go? And then they ask each other questions out loud, and then the villain appears menacingly. It was basically just like the end of every, you know, James Bond movie action thing, you know. Yeah, this Cliché. guy, he just shows up. No, I expect you to die. Like that guy just shows Mushroomly. up. Yeah. I hope you're not scared. Or you'll shiitake in your pants and take a big crap meanie. <laughs> Portobello, no. <laughs> Do you think that someone should read it? Like, you think it's worth it? Mm, well, again, for every book, of course, what do you like to read, right? But if you're into horror fantasy books, fuck yeah, read this. You know, like it's it's, it's a it's a horror book. That's what what else would you call it, right? This book is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. That's excuse me, Pride and Prejudice and Mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's not. I'm sure you could write more of a Pride and Prejudice and Mushrooms if you All tried. Right. It's uh, yeah. Spore and Sporceability. <laughs> no, it's still better than that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's way better than that. That book sucked. <laughs> it's not long. It's, it's not okay. Long. It's you know it's a it's it's, th- it's thriller length where you know the length doesn't really matter. It just it comes by at the same pace, which is what I keep telling them. Everyone was happy with that pace, but you. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think if you like horror or. You know, that kind of genre, you read it. It's not going to take you long. I'm sure they're looking into making it into a movie at some point in the next five to ten years. Or at least a telenovela. (laughs) No, because it can't be in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you listen this long and you want to support the podcast, you could leave us a review wherever you're listening. Or head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club and uh, become a patron there. Or just go tell someone you know to listen to the podcast or tell a mushroom you know to listen to the podcast. It might be connected to a person. You don't know it's not. A whole host of people. But each one, it's one one host, but they each leave individual reviews, which that's how we Fine with us. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they all leave five stars. Mushrooms are communists. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.